0: I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You so f***ing irritate the s*** out of me! I'm only going to get this
1: one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but
0: I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So i go get it. Get it, get it. Hate means I do something. Hey, what's going on, peeps? Here we are again. Welcome to Gap Cell Keenan number 30. 30. Listen, if you're a salesperson, sales leader, and you want to learn how to sell or how to improve your selling by watching other people do it, Gap Selling is for you. Gap Selling is where I take a real live salesperson, this is a real salesperson, this is not stage, these are not actors, but a real live salesperson, and they are going to try to find a problem that I have that they can solve or fix, me or my company, a sales guy. If they do, I will buy. If they do not, they have to subject themselves to my coaching live here on LinkedIn, Facebook, and other places. So with that, we have the one and only Tony Vaughn. Tony, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm happy to have you here, sister. I'm happy to have you here. How's it going?
1: It's going really well. Yeah. Hanging in there with uh, all the changes we got going on, but uh, like everybody else.
0: All right. Well, that's the right attitude. That's the right attitude. So are you going to sell me today?
1: Yeah, I think we'll see. It's I, What I like to do is learn a little bit more about your situation. I prefer to think of myself as a professional collaborator. So if it seems like it's a good fit, then uh, then we'll we'll know after we chat for a little bit.
0: Oh, I like that. That's a good start. That's a good start. Okay. I'm just looking for the um, the actual activity here so I can follow along in my own. Hey, I don't see it. Hey, where is everybody? It says live. Can you guys see me? I don't. I don't see it on. I don't see it. Whoa. It says I should be live. And I can't even see if people are paying attention because I can't see. Let's see what happens here. Hopefully everybody can see this because it's supposed to be live and it says it's live. Hold on. I don't know how to find it on my phone. It should be under activity and I'm not seeing it. I am not seeing it. I don't even know what to do now. It says it's live. It says it's live. So I've never ever in my entire life experienced this before.
1: Yeah, it says you're live on my side, too.
0: Wait, you can see it or you can't see it?
1: Well, on, on the computer, under Social Live, it says you are live. And it says live on the upper right-hand corner.
0: But when okay. I go under right. All Activity, on- All right. The- well, someone found it. Brady found it. She says we're live. Thank you, Brady. Okay. So <laughs> why I can't see it to answer your questions, why you can't see it in Tony, I don't know. Maybe it'll show up in my activity here soon. I don't know what's going on, but thank you very much, Danielle. So we'll keep going. We will keep going. All right. So, quick question. Have you seen past versions of these? Yes. Okay. Have you read Gav Selling? No, I have not. Okay. <laughs> <Good question. laughs> Do not blame me. Okay. So with that, you have waded into the dark end of the deep end of the pool without a life jacket. So it's on you. So I think we'll.
1: I think we'll be okay, and I will tell you that if it helps you in any way. And I think I saw recently you had a post um, that you've got daughters, and it seems like they they have they do skiing or they're into athletics and things like that. So you're you 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 feel comfortable being tough on them, right? Oh
0: God, yeah, 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 okay.
1: yes. Well, I grew up as an athlete all my life. I've got a dad who was tough on me, and so I don't feel like you need to, you know, no kid gloves. If I. Okay. I mess up if i mess up i can take it
0: all right beautiful so take 30 seconds just to tell us sort of what it is you you do so people have context and then we can go from there
1: sounds good so i am passionate about career development and basically life success for professionals and i'm passionate about skill building and like i said a minute ago if anybody maybe missed it but i consider myself to be a professional collaborator and I feel like I have seen enough of your videos in these lives in the past, which I should I should say, by the way, these are fantastic. For anyone who wants to be a salesperson, really, um, these are t- nope. tremendous amount of value. So I nope. will say that <laughs> they, they are, they're a tremendous amount of value. But um, what, what I basically do is I like to support and empower those people who are on their career path and help them contribute to the success of the business uh, in a massive way. Okay. So like I said, I feel like I've had an opportunity to consume a lot of your content. And uh, I feel like we're moving in the same direction in a lot of ways, but I don't want to assume anything. So I'd love to learn more about uh, you and your business and see where I might be able to provide some value.
0: All right, there you go,
1: have at it. Okay, so you uh, mentioned that you've had an online training. And so I was curious how, what the feedback you've been getting is around that.
0: Feedback's been great. Um, It's been great. People absolutely love it. Um, It's interactive, uh, has choose your own journey. So as you go through and you answer questions or you do the exercises, you don't get the same BS It's not the same experience for everybody i mean look it's not full ai but i mean as you go through it it takes you different places and gives you different answers and it's a different experience And people have said it feels like they're actually in the room with me and i'm actually talking to them so i think that's a win
1: yeah no i love that i love that it's interactive because i'll be honest i've sat through a lot of corporate trainings where they're very dry and you kind of doze off and and so it's good to hear that people are really feeling like they are interacting so the other question I had for you is a lot of what you've been talking about is scaling and growing. And I know that you've probably had to revise some of these business goals, but what are your growth for uh, next
0: year? For next year, we want to double what we did last year. Okay. Now, this year, we- this year, we're going to probably, I mean, look, we still got another quarter, but we're probably going to come in about, man. We'd like to stay flat, I'm a, I like to be conservative, so we may come in maybe about worst case scenario, 30% from where we were last year, maybe as less as only 10%. Um, we're ahead of where we were this time last year, but we had a really big fourth quarter last year.
1: Sure, okay. Um, so where does the majority of the growth that you would like to have for next year, where do you see that coming from?
0: comes from training and it comes from consulting. So we have the gap selling book and we have gap selling training. We do that virtually. We do it live for corporations. We do it for individuals on the online and we also do it for uh, corporations on the online.
1: Do you see that coming more from um, more clients or do you see it maybe coming more from uh, existing clients and you're selling them different things? What, where does that fall?
0: Okay, so with online, we see a huge portion of that coming from what we're calling B2C. So we know there are a whole bunch of salespeople out there where their sales organizations don't support them. And so because they don't support them, they um, have to go and find their own training or take their own development in their own hands. Yes, I wore a T-shirt that said bet on yourself. I should have wore it today. But anyways, um, and so um, they're out there trying to figure out ways to improve their own skills. And so we we're launching a whole marketing campaign around that. Um, We've invested heavily in in a a funny viral ad that's actually we're going to see the final today. I'm pretty excited about that. That should launch all over the Internet within the next two weeks. We're doing another one. We just just signed a contract to do another one with their competitor to see which company could do it best. And so there's that whole piece for B2C. Then B2B. We're going to get new companies who either don't want to spend the time or don't want to bring people on site. And so they'll buy the the um, uh, online training for their organization. We structure it in a way so they actually can control when people see it, um, what they're finished with it, all of that type of stuff. And then finally, um, and then of course the consulting piece, right? I mean, we we have a couple of big consulting gigs on the table right now. Organization are struggling to how to pivot, what to do. And so it's across the board, across the board.
1: Okay. It's so a little bit everywhere. Yes. What, um, what portion of the I know that you you talked about some B2C stuff, but more on the B2B side, what do you um, what's the general cost range? If you feel comfortable sharing, do you end up finding for your your B2B clients? So for the training aspect of it.
0: So that really depends. Right. So, you know, if it's uh, virtual or in I don't have a problem with it, virtual or in person, it's uh, seven ninety nine employee. Or fifteen thousand dollar minimum, whichever, right? Um, and then on the virtual, it's a little—I mean, not the virtual, the um, online—and that's a little less expensive. It's—it um, depends. Go to go to Gap Selling Training, Gap Selling Online Training com. It really depends if you're because we have different corporate corporate packages. So if it's for just a sales manager and he just wants his team, that's one price. If it's a medium-sized company who has a couple of managers and a, and a vice president's another price. President. If it's an enterprise, has you know, 40 plus people and the VPs and directors and data. it just changes. So it can be anywhere yeah. from 3,000 up to 15, 15 20,000 for 40 people and then 299 person after that. So it's all the boys.
1: Well, and I'm sorry I missed it because I did, I did check out the website. So I must've just missed that area where you kind of dove into that. But,
0: um, Gapsellingonlinetraining.com. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna let you off the hook here. We haven't tied that to our actual website yet. We're actually in the process of doing that right now. So if you go to salesguy.com, we didn't the the online training isn't attached to that yet.
1: Got it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because that's where I went. So thanks. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, so you are getting great feedback. You are having a ton of client satisfaction. So what? percentage of your consulting or your training revenue currently is from repeat business?
0: Um, I'd say l- less than 20% maybe. Um, and it's hard to define repeat business. I mean, usually if there shouldn't be repeat business, I mean, we go in, we fix it. If we fucked it up, that means they're coming back, right? So, yeah. I mean, the Repeat business we have is they hire more salespeople and they want the salespeople trained, that type of stuff. So I'd say, I don't know, 20, 30 percent is a good question. I should go dig in. I'd say 20 or 30 percent, maybe. Okay. We have phenomenal, we have phenomenal customer satisfaction. Yeah, and absolutely love us.
1: I know I get that. And and just from watching a few of your lives, I understand why. <laughs> because okay. there's a huge opportunity, I will say. Like I will I don't claim to be the best salesperson in the world, but I definitely have worked with a lot of salespeople and I certainly know that there are
0: there's a lot of room to grow and a lot of areas of opportunity. So, okay, sure so I'm gonna help. You. Okay, so Tony, okay, I'm gonna help sorry. you. You are seven minutes in to your okay. discovery, and, okay. you, and I'm not even sure what trying to put problem you're solving. So you're asking questions, which I give you credit. You actually 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 ask them better than most people, but all your questions are focused on a future state and or a current state, but I don't understand what problem you're trying to find.
1: Yeah. So. Repeat business was what I was just about to drill down on, where you, when I say repeat business, I don't necessarily mean you're selling the same training to an existing client, because obviously, like you said, that would mean that you you failed in some way, or you didn't satisfy the need, but is there an opportunity, especially since you have such high reviews, and as business people, we know that it's a lot easier to sell to someone who knows, loves, and trusts you already, they already see the value in what you do, and is there a way to offer them to fill another need in a different way? You're, they already The relationship is already there. You've already had an opportunity to to build that trust with them. If you're looking to grow and scale, does it benefit you to add value to them in other ways?
0: So that was a self-diagnosis question. If you saw... Past videos, you totally just asked me to self diagnose some potential future state or some opportunity, right? So the answer is almost always going to be yes to that, right? And so so you really doesn't it doesn't help you find a problem, and it really or the or the client could say no, and now what do you do, right? Like uh, no, I don't see that. Now what do you do? Well,
1: the, the next question that I was going to ask when you said twenty to thirty percent for repeat business was, what would you like to see that be?
0: Okay, so I'm perfectly okay with it for twenty. Because so here's the deal: you're in this future state without a problem, and this is what happens to salespeople. So salespeople listen and pay attention. When you start asking mostly future state questions, then you dig into this question that self-diagnosis is, well, do you think your business could benefit from it? And what would you like it to be without having it rooted in a problem? That's a really hard sell because you haven't figured out one, do I know do I know that it that it's a problem? Two, am I doing something right now to fix the problem? Three, am I able to fix the problem with without you and I've chosen not to? Like all of these things in the current state are so critical. So the answer is. One of the ways that, that we would go after existing customers is to add new products, right? So our ability to add the the prospecting one, we've added the prospecting one. The ability to um, – um, they actually, believe it or not, adding the online has actually been able to sell to our existing clients because they can use it to reinforce the stuff. So it's really not – really what we have right now is when it comes to selling more to existing clients, we get most of it done before they're done being a client. So we, we don't really – It's not like we could raise our ASP, um, let me phrase it, it's not that our ASP isn't high enough because we're not selling appropriately or we don't have anything to sell them. We're maximizing that for whatever it is they need. And then if we move away and come back, we um, add things on top. So I wouldn't necessarily say that we have a problem uh, selling to existing customers. Cause there's really only so in, in consulting or selling there's only so much we have to offer right now that we can sell them to solve their problems. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really see we have a problem with that.
1: Okay. Well, and then where I was going to go next is that what I gathered from your website is that you have your four pillars that you, that you train on. And I wanted to understand a little consult bit. On. More.
0: consult on strategy, structure, people process that's consulting.
1: Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So, so you consult on those areas. And so what I wanted to learn a little bit more about was the people aspect. So what, how do you, how do you consult on the people aspect?
0: So basically to, to, I'll do the whole thing for you. So you're going to how it works. So basically when people bring us for consulting, something's going wrong. Um, revenue sliding in the right direction, Um, they're flat, their ASP is off, their conversion rates are all met, like something is happening inside the sales organization that is really causing substantial pain, they can't solve it, right? They have some type of problem that's manifesting itself in the outcomes of revenue, speed to revenue, et cetera, right? So what we do is when we go in, the first thing we look at is strategy. What is your current go-to-market strategy? Is it sound? Is it working? If not, then we fix it. If it is fantastic, then that's not the problem. Because we believe if you want to diagnose, here, freebie for all you sales leaders, CROs, CSOs, if you want to diagnose what's going wrong in your com- company, or you're not seeing things, or you're not going fast, not getting the results you want, simply break it down this way. First, look at your strategy. Is it working? Okay, what is the strategy? How are you going about it? Is it working? If the strategy is working, fantastic, great, keep going. Then it's not a strategy issue. Then it could be a structure issue. Your structure does not support your strategy. So I think I can say this, we talked about it. One of my big clients, Zappy, they had a phenomenal strategy. They had great people, but their structure was jacked up. And so we switched the structure and made massive improvements in the organization, accelerated revenue, and actually allowed them to get through COVID without sliding backwards. but they moved ahead because their structure wasn't supporting the strategy. Then from there, we look at the people. Okay, strategy is great. Structure seems to work. What's not working? We look at the people. Do you have the right people in the right roles? Do you have, I'm making this up because everybody gets it, but do you have... Um, uh, outbound, you know, hunters in inside sales roles and you, in in SDRs, you have um, inside SDRs trying to outbound stuff. Like, make sure look at all your people. Do the people fit the roles? And then find the last one is processes. Do the processes and tools enable all the people in the roles to then execute on the structure to deliver on the strategy? So that's that's the people piece. We just assess: uh, you got the right people in the right roles? Do you have the right roles, etc.?
1: Got it. What do you hear from heads of sales or salespeople, um, or I should say, maybe from your experience, because I know you have a substantial amount of experience with salespeople. What do you find maybe outside of the, the, the pieces that you were talking about, the strategy, the structure, what do you find are some of the biggest inhibitors for them being able to be a good salesperson outside of the sales conversation or outside of those
0: pieces? Could you define outside of the sales situation?
1: Yeah, so when I looked on your website, you talk a little bit more about hard and soft skills. So I would think that that would mean more of the soft
0: skills. Okay. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I don't pay much attention. We don't really offer much in the area of soft skills. Um, Yeah, because all right, this will surprise some people. I don't think soft skills play that big of a role in the sale, they play a role. But if you lead more with credibility, knowledge and understanding, phenomenal, active listening skills, which I guess is kind of a soft skill outside of that. I don't think they play that much of a role. I think they're um, grossly overestimated in the sale.
1: Okay, maybe in the sale. But um, I guess to ask the question a different way, what you hear from maybe heads of sales or. Well, I'll ask it in two different ways. So the first question I would ask is, you know, you have a, a high level of satisfaction whenever you have a you know you consult or you train, but there are still always people who end up they, they don't implement it properly or the feedback that you get from the head of sales you know personnel they're basically saying yeah we've had a few people who have, are having trouble implementing but we think it's not your training right there there are instances yeah. where they, yeah. they, they right yeah. so they'll, they'll share with you hey your training was great we definitely have some people who are having trouble implementing but we think it's not you. Yeah. Do they share with you what they do think it is? No. From, well, your, well, from your, your experience, from, from your experience, what do you think it maybe prevents them from being good
0: at it? The time? majority of the time, the reason organizations have a hard time implementing it is they don't commit to it all the way and they don't get the managers and the leaders committed to it and they don't follow the reinforcement strategies, right? Now there are a handful of people about, I mean, this is back of the napkin, I can't prove this, but about 20% of all salespeople aren't able to gap sell. It takes an inordinate amount of um, uh, critical thinking, intellectual capacity, um, you know, intelligence. I mean, you you just, you have to be bright. You have to have critical thinking. You have to go think on your feet. Um, And if you're not, you can't do it otherwise. So um, yeah, there have been, but normally has to go with the fact that just, they're just not, not a good fit. Yeah. Okay. Um okay so here we go. Now you're at 15 minutes. Okay. So here, here's my question to you, right? Sure. I actually give you credit. Your your this is What I'm looking for. Your approach in your I don't want this word, but I can't come up with another one, so I have to roll with it. Your demeanor to asking questions is actually pretty good, right? But your but your questions themselves. I'm not really sure where you're trying to go. So it feels like you're feeling around in the dark, right? So what's important for in these types of things is to understand what problems you solve specifically, and then which ones do you think I have that you can start looking for, right? So think about this. So when you think about this, what if, if there are three problems you solve, because I'm going to show you how you can do this in minutes if, if there are any. That you saw, you think I might have? What would they be?
1: Well, I think that um, if you're, I think that it would be a problem if your repeat business, especially since your customer satisfaction is so high, 20 to 30%, I, I'll call it a problem, but another way of saying that is a huge opportunity to increase revenue. Because that
0: is, you said that. In, okay, she so went revenue, there. Yep. 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 Revenue is, is a big goal for you. So. Yep. Yeah. So how could you but how could you like okay so let's just say that 20% is uh, low for repeat business, right? I told you that the really the thing about repeat businesses is that once we fix someone's sales organization, it you know they shouldn't be coming back to you unless they're coming for refreshers or they have a, a complete turnover or there's a trigger in the organization, right? So or
1: or or you've got
0: something new for them. Or I got something new, which I said depending on the product we keep creating new products. So if if that was the case, you should have said, okay. Let's just say let's just go with twenty to thirty percent is low, which I right. Let's however we define. Let's say it's low. Which the reason, the root causes. Everybody pay attention. I talk about root causes. What were the what were some of the root causes? Which root cause do you fix? Are you going to help me build a new product? Yeah. So you so you build sales training products.
1: I uh, my focus is career development. So my mine is getting the most out of the people, not necessarily the sales conversation, because that's what you do, and you do that really, really well. But if there are other ways to basically support the sales person that doesn't necessarily have to do with the sales conversation, that would be a value add to your, to your clients.
0: Okay, so now you have to get me to start thinking, do I want to expand beyond the sales realm? Right. And, and when you say to support the salespeople outside of the sales conversation, I'm not sure that's where I want to go. HR does that coaching. Okay.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, um, I, I, I see I see that that might not be an area that you would want to go out if it felt completely different. But if they go together, it seems to me like it could be a good fit. So that's why I was asking more questions about. You know, what you hear from salespeople or what you hear from heads of sales when like what what is a way for them? What do they care about? They don't want to hire new people. They don't want to train new people six months from now when they just Mm -hmm. had somebody go through your amazing training. They want to lower turnover. Mm -hmm. They want to keep people in their job. And as we know, having great numbers is just a component to being a good salesperson. You know, having great numbers and, and do, being good on the metrics aspect of your job is only one aspect of your job. So if, if you can say to a person who's in head a head of sales type role, hey, not only can we help you improve your sales conversations, but we can help you get the most out of your people every single day. Those to me go together.
0: Okay. There's a statement right there. Those to you go together. Sure. Right? You've got to find, like, as I'm sitting here thinking about this, just doing your job for you, right? Thinking about how I would take a product like this and move it into a a heads of sales and start talking about how I could help their team be more more successful outside of the sales conversation. I'm not even sure I would do that. I'm not even sure they would care because that's my job from a selling perspective to get them there. Once you start talking about here, here's another way of looking at it. Once you get people to perform their jobs at a high, high level in their core function, taking it to the next level. That's HR's job. That's people development's job. That's so-and-so. And And I'm not saying that it's not valuable. Don't get me wrong. You're just having a hard time convincing me that that's something that that sales leaders would invest in on top of um, all that sales training because it's going to be like outside of the sales conversations right now. I, I I got to get people focused on sales conversations. I can't be adding other stuff. And oh by the way, in the sales conversations, I want you to think about this too, and this too, and this too. That just seems like overload. But anybody listen, and you tell me what do you guys think here? But I, I'm I'm not. Well,
1: a, the, the I'm sorry to interrupt, but the other question that I was going to ask you was: um, Is that follow up piece? Because I think you said that most of your relationships are maybe a few months, six months to up to a year. So is there an opportunity for someone?
0: You're asking me to self diagnose.
1: Well, but I'm just saying what I'm, what I'm saying though, is that someone follows up, right? Cause you're going to do some follow-up anyway, or you could, and then you have the opportunity to, to, to ask them questions, to have them tell you what they're seeing and anyone who's maybe not implementing, would it be an opportunity? for them to go through some additional training. So maybe it's not something that the entire, you know, the entire sales group- The additional
0: does. training they would want would be around what they learned, right? So I think as a prime example, guys, and look, this is actually, I'm gonna double down on this. I was about to actually do just the opposite, but as I'm processing, I'm doubling down. And this is the hard part of your job, Tony. I think there may be something here, but the problem is you are unable to find a problem. And I can't see the problem right so what you do is you keep trying to sell to the opportunity do you think this do you think that do you think this do you think that and of course what happens when we do that is we stop pressing well i guess maybe i don't know because the reason we're getting this i think i don't know maybe is because we're searching for a problem to attach it to and without that problem to attach it to even if it sounds intriguing, that sounds kind of cool, eventually once we're off the call and we move away, I'm gonna forget about it because I haven't attached to a problem and there's nothing poking me, reminding yeah. me that this hurts and I should do that, right? So it's uh, so only a small percentage of people don't get the training. I mean, don't get I'd usually 15 to 20% on average, It's probably high. It's also sort it of back of the napkin, so I can't prove it. Usually okay. those who don't get it, um, it's because they lack the um, uh, critical thinking skills. Right. So if you're lacking the critical thinking skills, it would take a be a long stretch, Tony, for you to convince me you or even Anthony Robbins could give somebody critical thinking skills. Right. So that's I'm not going to buy that. So When I told you that the reason they didn't get it was something that you couldn't fix. Right. Those should have been some cues that maybe this isn't a good fit for me. Right. Um, now, to the other side, if you have this intuition that I'm missing something, your goal or objective is to start searching for problems to get me to say oh yeah that happens and you're like okay the reason that happens is because oh really uh n- now you're starting to weave it together for to me but in the absence of a problem all of this future stuff do you think there's an opportunity would you like more revenue do you think this all that is absolutely true but I can't close the synapses in my head that says hiring you is gonna get me any of that. Yeah. Am I making any sense?
1: Yeah, no, of course. And I think the the hard part is that for me, the problem is two two things. And it just stems from my area of expertise. And like you said, it might just not be a good fit. And I completely understand that. Where for me, because I I deal a lot with young professionals and, and that the first decade of their young professionalism, it doesn't go smoothly. And if it goes really bad, they have, you know, career scarring for life and it just sends them down the wrong path. So in my world, when it comes to the, the importance of soft skills, there's a gap there. And, and it's 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 a well-known gap. I mean, like high level executives constantly say 80 percent of them say we have a hard time finding the requisite soft skills to help people be um successful in their
0: work. okay so what happened okay so here you go what happens when they can't find those requisite, requisite soft skills yeah they need they need someone no no. To- no no what happens when they can't find them don't tell me what they need what happens when they can't find them a bad hire okay just one well many bad hires okay how, how many bad hires i mean it it could be up to 60 or 70 percent of the time okay 60 percent of the time and how much does the average hire cost them
1: yeah, at least six months of that person's salary.
0: Okay, uh, based on young people, based on the average type of people you sell to, how much is that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that could be anywhere between twenty dollars
0: to $40,000. Okay, times how many people?
1: I mean, for, for an individual company, I mean, that could be, I mean, it really varies. But I mean, it could be from one or two small, if you're a small business, all the way up to hundreds.
0: Okay, so roughly- a year. So, okay, roughly ballpark, what percentage of their overall um, hiring budget, their overall budget, could that be? Percentage
1: of their
0: their, their hiring budget? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that would, it, yeah, it could be, I mean, it could be 50% or higher. Okay, so if I'm a CEO and I have lots of young people that I'm turning over because yeah. of the requisite sales skills, I'll invest in fixing that. Yeah. I mean, ta So if you're you're having a a gap selling sales conversation with someone, you should be asking the questions I was asking you of them. Right. Right. Do you have a large younger workforce? Do you struggle with finding the requisite skill sets? Do you find this leads to high turnover? What is the percentage of turnover? How does this affect this? What is the cost of this? How does it affect this? What about your recruiting costs? blah. if you, you know, I can, I can solve that and reduce those. That's a problem. Yeah. i'll fix that get me off the fucking roller coaster of constant rehighs, like that's a problem that's how you get sell so knowing that and here this is why we got here you started with what i do most is work with young people you have to know what you sell and you have to know the problems you solve when we start trying to stretch ourselves outside of problems we solve we don't know how to find those problems we don't know how to find those problems we can't sell to those problems what we do is by default, we actually ask the customer to start doing it by questions like, do you think if, would you like to? We're literally trying to get the customer to solve a problem that we haven't found and hopefully help us out, do our job, right? So I think I think you actually did a, well, I mean, from a gap selling perspective, you did a shitty job. But from a (laughs) question, from just trying to engage me and try to understand what's going on high level, you did an okay job, right? Here's the funny part though. The biggest mistake you made was thinking that I was a customer.
1: Well, and, and I'll be honest, I'll be honest about that is that like, I enjoyed this, I enjoyed this interaction. And that is, that was honestly my, my overall goal first, uh, you know, I'll be honest, like, I wasn't entirely sure if I was, if, if it was even going to be a good fit. However, I still do believe that a lot of sales organizations, that sales is, is an amazing place for young people to start. And so, sales organizations that don't have these types of things in place they will see a lot
0: of turnover so why didn't you go there no right i mean i'm not a guy stops turnover, turnover. why didn't you go there well i was getting there 15 minutes you're never getting there you okay there. well that was my
1: fault that was too much prefacing but really when i started to ask you more questions about the what's the cost to your average client I was looking at it from an ups an upsell and a value perspective where if you, cause here's the deal, 60 to 70% of the time you can excel to, you can sell to an existing client more than you can sell to a person. That's just off the street, in right? General, but not in 10. my
0: business. See, again, people got to understand the business you're selling to, right? Look, we rather than sell back to existing clients, we have more continual selling to current clients. Okay. Once engagement ends, that means that we've done our job. Like, right. we've delivered all the training, your sales team. We've watched all the metrics increase. I've restructured your sales team. We've gone after a entire new strategy. We've hired new people. I've either the training's been done, or if it's consulting, I'm out there three, four, five, six months. It's screwed up if I if like I, I call back and hey, I got something else to say you because you're screwing up. I sell the problems. Oh, well, this is right. just have a click. Click. Watch this, guys. Upselling or selling to existing clients means you're finding a. Additional problems that they're having that they can get from new product sets. Well, because I'm in consulting, people, my whole job is to solve all the fucking problems. Right. If I go out there and solve all, and I don't solve all your problems, I keep coming back to sell you more shit later and later. What kind of consultant are we? What kind of company is a sales guy? And what kind of training is Gap selling? That being said. A year later, they get new people. We bring the training back out again, right? right. We'll, we'll create new products to address different aspects. And we're doing that now. So I'm, I'm not concerned about selling to existing clients because we don't ha- we're not doing something right. It's more just, we're solving the problem We do it so well. And two, you know, we don't have new products. We exhaust, we exhaust the pro- products we have. So that's why I said, if you create new products but the product you create, I, 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 that, I don't wanna get in that business.
1: That's okay. What, uh, what about your, uh, referral business?
0: You know, we could be better at that. I mean, our clients love us and we, I don't think we, and that's largely my fault. I don't ask enough. You know what I'm saying? And so that's, that's my fault.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then, uh, I know we're going long here, but I could completely pivot. How old is your oldest child?
0: <laughs> oh, you want to get out to my kids now? That's good. that's good. That's good. I thought you were there in the first place. My oldest kid is fifteen. She just turned fifteen on on Friday, Saturday. All
1: right. What's today? Oh no,
0: last Monday. Ooh, damn, Time flies. Last Monday on the tw- on the fourteenth.
1: Oh, most kids have no I have no real idea what they want to do at fifteen. But does she have any idea where what her direction might be?
0: No. Nope. And I told her she didn't have to. And that's I'm fine. Yeah, I told my kids, don't even, you don't even fucking worry about it. Don't even yeah. think about it. You've got all the time in the world. All you need to focus on right now is building the requisite core skill set. Are you a hard worker? Do you have a passion for anything and do you follow it? Do you treat other people with respect? Like as long as you build a core foundation of hard work, drive, commitment, respect for other people, you'll put that to focus wherever you want. So I tell them don't even worry about it.
1: Yeah. Well, and I say too, the the majority of young people, the, the advice that they get is so bad, and they start narrowing their options when really they should be broadening their yep. options. Yep. So that's that's really great advice for her because that's yep. it's a big problem. Young people just and and I say too, just get just get into whatever you get into something that you have interest in, and then you can start to make adjustments and pivots along the way.
0: So. See. Well, you might not know this, but my kids all just opted to go to a full time ski academy.
1: Yeah, I read that. I read that in yeah.
0: your book. So to your point, they are doing something they're interested in, and they're 100% attached to it, almost too much. 24 hours a day. So, I mean, they've got dry land training, trampoline work. The minute it snows, they're gonna be on snow six days a week. So, yeah, I, yeah. Again, wrong client, man. I, I'm not your typical parent. My kids are not yeah. sitting playing freaking video games all day, one oh, with no friends. Yeah, no, my kids are a different. Great. Me, so. All right, well, well this was helpful, helpful to you. you I was
1: just gonna say if you get to the point though where you know you want to help her with her career development um, you know obviously that'd be a few years from now but okay. I'd be happy to help
0: well thank you thank you stay tuned stay in touch was this helpful to you yeah absolutely right. beautiful everybody else watching I hope for, guys I didn't see as many questions on here today one I do want to hit is um, Danny Kroger maybe tell a story of what you did for similar clients don't ever do that don't have <laughs> stop telling stories that you did for similar clients unless you found the problem, they've agreed to the problem, and now you're trying to tell them how you solved that problem to build your credibility and how you can solve that problem for them. When you start telling stories, you're not gap selling. Go get the book, Danny. Come on, baby. <laughs> Come on. So, all right. Well, listen, thank you, sister. I really appreciate it. Um, you are the bomb. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. Yep, you handled it well. You handled it well. Um, all right, to everybody else, thank you for showing up. This was a good group. I didn't get as many questions in here, that's okay. Listen, if you want to sell me, text me. The text will be here. Oh, yeah, text right there. Text me right there if you want to come and sell me a product. I'm desperate for someone to sell a sales guy or me a product. I I, I want to buy some. I've spent a lot of money this year, and and none of it happened because of salespeople. A couple of people have got second meetings, and some of those are still going. But if you have a product or service that you think a sales guy consulting – Needs and or that you think I may need, then text me here and we'll get you on get Selling. Because if you find a problem, I'll buy it. I will buy it. We will buy it. All right, folks, until next time, um, you know what I'm going to say? Thank you. Peace. I'm out. All I hit, go get the money. money. So I go get it. Get, it, get it. Hate means I do something.